one of the most influential preachers um, and theologians. Sad to say, not all preachers are theologians, though they should be. But one of the most influential theologians of the 20th century <clears throat> was a liberal whose name was Harry Emerson Fosdick. It's very difficult for many of us who live in the time that we live in the modern United States to imagine that any theological liberal had much of a following or had the respect of um, leaders in any area of life, political, business, or otherwise, but it was true. <laughs> Harry Emerson Fosdick was highly influential, and people made great efforts to hear him preach at the Riverside Church in New York City. One of Fosdick's insights, which made its way most famously in a sermon of his, <clears throat> was that the sacred and the secular are inseparable. And I want to use that as a jumping off place today as I return to blogging to ponder the ethics of reopening. Today is May the 23rd, 2020. We're several weeks now into serious social distancing for those who are concerned about their health and the health of other people. And the same with quarantining. And many people are clamoring to be free of any kind of limitation. People want to be able to go to their favorite restaurants, to their favorite stores. They don't want to have to wear gloves or masks. People want to gather on beaches. People want to take public transportation without any kind of protection and pretend that the coronavirus is not even existent, even though thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people worldwide have died from the effects of the novel coronavirus. I don't think there's an ounce of scientific sense in the entire Trump family, at least in the Donald Trump division of the Trump family, and yet uh, this does not keep them from speaking as if they have any uh, informed capacities whatsoever when it comes to science, which they mostly seem to disdain. Uh, perhaps one of the least gifted members of the Trump family is Eric, and that's a hard comparison to make. But he is now saying <clears throat> that uh, once the election is over, um, I presume, speaking of the presidential election, that will happen if the Trumps can't figure out a way to block it, um, the coronavirus will magically disappear, as if it only affects Americans, and it only affects Americans around political lines, even though, even though <clears throat> it is now 
circulating in the White House. I have not heard a single report about the health of Donald Trump's valet, the naval uh, officer, I guess he is an officer, who uh, was diagnosed positive for the virus. I can't imagine how the American military can justify using military personnel time to serve drinks and do errands for Donald Trump and his family and a group of rabble-rousers who now live in and control the White House, but nonetheless. I haven't heard a single report about this man's health. Did he get better? Is he struggling? Did he pass it on to anyone else? Um, I haven't heard the latest report on Stephen Miller's wife, um, Katie Miller, uh, Pence's press secretary. <clears throat> wow. Um, so it's not a, um, a figment of anybody's imagination. Uh, but to use something that is killing Americans and others around the world, right and left, uh, to use that as uh, anything uh, political, uh, to make a point, uh, uh, as if the lives themselves are of no consequence, which, which happens, I think, daily, uh, or as often as there are press conferences coming out of the White House, in which Trump is involved, is um, is sickening. At the same time, all of us who have tried to practice reasonable social distancing and even quarantining understand the desire to have more freedom to be with our friends and family, uh, to be able to go to a store without worry and concern, Um, to be able to give someone important to us a, a hug at some point. So the reopening processes are matters to consider, but the way we go about it and the timing of it certainly are matters that are connected to intelligence and, most importantly, <laughs> ethics, although the two cannot be separated. I think getting back to Fosdick, the sacred and the secular are inseparable, uh, gets us to one of the one of the principles of reopening as it pertains to houses of worship. Um, there isn't anything specifically sacred about the bricks and mortar or stucco used to build a house of Worship. There are some deeply emotional feelings about those places, and many people have had profoundly 
spiritual experiences in those places. And many people meet their best friends in those places week by week and have been doing so for years and years. Those are not things to take lightly or to take for granted or to ignore. But if starting to reopen means getting together under other circumstances that do not imperil the lives of of other people, including the clergy, which I have a special interest in, then why not? So as restaurants are thinking of reopening here in Delaware, where I am, uh, beginning with outdoor seating, where tables are a good six feet or more apart, why not, for churches, do we not begin with some open-air worship or under a a tarpaulin, not an enclosed tent. Or like my colleague Dale Dennis and Hoyt Memorial Church here in Wilmington is trying to do, as has been done in other places already, uh, invest in the equipment necessary to do a drive-in worship service. Uh, we, we can do that. It's a step better, or two or three steps better than just a recorded service, although I think those are important and useful, um, and two or three steps better than even a Zoom uh, service. I commend uh, those clergy and church musicians and church leaders who have faithfully uh, tried to provide some spiritual leadership support for their constituents by by filming um, services week after week or taping services week after week or meeting in person for those who can Zoom in. Indeed, it's not the same. And we're a ways, perhaps, from that. Uh, the, the, the rebellion um, toward governors, let's say, who are trying to get people to hold off on full-scale return is childish. It's as if a child is not getting to play with the toy that she or he wants to play with right at the moment, and so the child pitches a tantrum and goes overboard in the middle of the tantrum. Hmm. Um, to come back under normal circumstances, that is, without precautions, puts people in touch with one another and further spreads the virus. We know that is true this very week. There have been any number of news stories about churches that ignored the recommendations about uh, social distancing and quarantining and had people come back to worship as if everything was a-okay and already high numbers of people have been diagnosed with the virus, including some of the clergy who urged this kind of thing. If someone wants to be sick, 
I, I suppose we would have to say that's her or his privilege um, to be sick in a way that she or he causes sickness. But it's not okay to be sick and go around and spread the disease and cause unsuspecting other people to be sick. Definitely not okay. Definitely not ethical. Definitely not something that a church, let us say, uh, in Christian tradition, I am a follower of Jesus, uh, not something that uh, in, in the Christian tradition anyone would do. No one would cause harm to other people. Um, people would protect other people and prevent illness. Another thing uh, we have realized that while we have no treatments that are dependable, we also have a limited number of uh, professionals, a uh, limited number of hospital spaces in many places and other equipment, such as respirators, someone who pushes people to go back into situations that minimizes their protection, therefore maximizing the possibility that they and or others become sick because they're not trying to follow any kind of precautions recommended by scientists, real scientists, uh, medical professionals who are only out to be concerned about the well-being of people. They have no other interest in this uh, at all. Um, yeah, we, we, we can't do that. So again, if somebody wants to choose to be sick and put himself or herself in uh, that kind of situation, uh, it's regrettable. Uh, it, it is um, tragic, sad, um, Frustrating to observe, but that is someone's freedom to do. But in making that choice, um, we know statistically in a few days' time, the medical professionals have more patients. The hospitals have more patients. The limited number of uh, resources to take care of patients in and out of the hospital are further strained. So that's item number one on my ethics of re-entry. Cool.